Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody's going to pay. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And now the night owl, you're tuning in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews from professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... What is up, Russia Talk family? How the heck is everybody doing? It is going to be an absolute amazing, amazing, amazing show, ladies and gentlemen. We are excited tonight. We bring back the one and only Dave Unger and... If that's not enough, we've got Mr. Big, me, and Drake Lee for the first time together. It's going to be absolutely amazing. The chemistry is going to be there. The night out is not going to be here. It's just me and Drake Lee. Drake Lee's been paid handsomely. Thank God. Yeah, right? Right? You've got your money. Thank God. Tonight is Nightmare Jones and Drake Lee. What better team to do wrestle talk tonight, though? That, that's that's just what I'm saying. I mean, it's going to be phenomenal, and I just can't wait for this. We're going to have a hell of a show. So what what do we got going, Joe? Oh, my goodness. We've got the, the high spot segment. We've got the shoot and shout segment. We've got Dave Ungle coming on. We've got the wrestle talk podcast game show challenge where you, sir, are going up uh, with a little trivia up against the one and only Mr. Big. Are you ready for that, sir? Oh, you always know I'm going to win those unless Joe – see, the thing is, Joe, Renee and Jeremy cheated the last two times, okay? I did right? – they were – it, it just – it is what it is. I'm undefeated still, so um, we can already play the music if we wanted to. I'm not going to do it, but you – know, you know, <laughs> That, just that so disrespectful. Was that, that was uh, 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 Hardcore Hoss, the uh, the audio engineer. I'm, I'm sure he's got Renee uh, in his ear right now telling him to, to play those, those clips disrespecting the one and only Drake Lee. How disrespectful. It's just sad. It really is. I mean, when you're, like I said, when you're the guy that, that basically is the city on the hill, you know, people people do it. People do it. I get it. But you know what? I'm just ready to kick this show off. It's going to be a blast. You and I are going to have fun. We're going to get this live stream up in like five minutes, and life's going to be good. Absolutely. All right, what we're going to do what we always do about this time, and that is pay homage to the greatest country 
And that's America, damn it. Hardcore Hodge, hit that music for us. Oh, 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 say can you see and the rocket red Uh oh. I'll make up for it now. For the land of the free. tear to my eye every single time. That's what people say when I sing. It brings a tear to their eyes every time that I sing. I'm telling you. All right. Hardcore Hoss, let's go ahead and get into this uh, high spot segment. So hit that music, sir. Telling you what, hardcore hoss is about to get fouled tonight. You need to have that finger on that trigger right away, sir. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. You're doing a great job, sir. <laughs> oh man, we got I, so much. I don't coming. think you took it far enough. Hold on. I was expecting bam bam. When you say something, it should be damn played, Joe. Don't take <laughs> crap from nobody. Fucking bullshit. Oh, you can play that one quick, but you can't play the damn music fast enough. I see how it is. <laughs> it's okay. Just kidding, kind of. Yeah. Wink. We've got all kinds of stuff we want to talk about tonight. Like I guess that the one topic that is every on everybody's mind is Sting is in AEW. He made his debut last week. Uh, man, I think that 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 he's going to be okay as long as he doesn't try to get into the ring because. I don't think anybody really wants to see Sting wrestle. Like, as a manager, that would, would be absolutely awesome. But if he gets into the ring, I don't know. Because from what I've heard, they they were talking about he maybe ended up facing Chris Jericho. And I'm like, I don't know if I really want to see that, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of kind of different. I don't know. I just, he moved good. I mean, he moved well. You know, he walked well. No, I mean, he's going to be awesome at Sting. But, you know, I agree with you, Joe. There is a question. And you know what? If between you and I, I think the only one that really knows the answer to that is Sting. So the only thing yeah. we can do is just sit back and enjoy the ride, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, the funny thing was was that as soon as Sting came back, you know, everybody went, went nuts on, on social media and, of course, you know, the big WWE fans, they they were quick to uh call bullcrap, you know, to, to say how the the how everybody hated Goldberg in WWE, you know, but yet when they bring back Sting it's absolutely amazing. And I'm like, Well, it's a little bit different because Goldberg was out there beating their younger talent, winning their titles but Sting is just, as of now, just a manager. So it's kind of, it's not really the same thing. Uh, AEW's done a lot of good things with with, with, with older uh, wrestlers like Jake the Snake Roberts, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, 
you know, they're, they're all being used as managers, not really wrestlers, which is, is kind of cool in my book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it gives something, uh, it adds a new dynamic to uh, the television show, but more importantly, you know, backstage that goes a long way. Um, you know, you got guys learning the right way from the people that have done it for, you know, years and years and, and not just, you know, in the indies, but, you know, actually, you know, making it. And, and that knowledge is, is what, you know, is going to separate them from, you know, the rest of the, the rest of the pack, not only in their, you know, company, but the rest of the, the landscape too. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, I could not agree more. So, what do you got for for straight? Because I know that that you got at least one topic for for the hot spot segment. Okay, I just have a question. Did, did you watch Raw yesterday? I did. I did. Okay. I watched it every so, week. Okay. Good. I, Joe, can you please explain to me how a man changed into another character right before my eyes? How did that happen? <laughs> That I mean, good ta- I'm not gonna lie. Like it was, it was ho- like obviously, like you know, the old timers and the old time wrestling. Oh, it's hokey and blah blah blah. But pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie. Yes. That was pretty impressive. That is the mysterious of Bray Wyatt. Like, like I, I, I don't even know how they were able to to do that. That man legit like changed his outfit like that. Like, like, like it, 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 it was nothing. I. I don't know if maybe it was a little bit of it was edited. I don't know, but it's it's definitely interesting to to see how they they were able to have him change his costume that quickly. And I'm loving this with uh, uh, with the Fiend and uh, Randy Orton. You know, they've had a one heck of a feud. Uh, the last time that they really faced each other was not really the best match, I would say. The uh, uh, what was that match? It it was the match that was in uh, uh, it was Bray Wyatt against Randy Orton. I don't even remember the name of the match. All I remember was that it was it was it took place inside of a house. Oh, is that that damn? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of that, Joe, but that's okay. Um, I, I I just I th- I, th- I just love the feud too. I think it's going to be a, a good a good story to tell. It really is. Yeah, it makes sense. It, you know, it just it makes sense. It does. It 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 is it, 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 it does make 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 sense. You know, you you've got the Viper Randy Orton who is a master at mind games. And then you've got the fiend who is the master of mind games. So you got two guys that are masters of mind games that are just going at each other, and it makes for for some really, 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 really good content. Oh yeah, it does. I mean, it's just a, it's an all around. It's a, it's a good piece of of story, and, and and you know, it just it's going to be something they can build off of too. Not necessarily with those two, but but for branch off feuds as well. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And since one of the uh, talk topic of the uh, WWE uh, fans out there listening, I know that that you all love the high spot segment. So why don't you give us a call six five seven three eight three one five two one and uh, tell us what's on your mind. I promise you, 
Drake Lee will be semi-nice to you. Semi-nice. Not the nicest, no, uh, hey, but he'll uh-uh, be uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm honest. Listen, fact <laughs> over feeling. If you're an idiot, I'm going to call you a friggin' idiot, right? And, you know, just it is what it is, Joe. It, I mean, it, I'm not saying you personally, but I'm saying, you know, if some you know, idiot comes in and goes, well, you know, let's just say they try to tell me that Nia Jax is a good wrestler. Not a good thing to tell me, right? Because that'd mean, be wrong. I mean, Nia Jax isn't a bad wrestler. She she's not by far the best wrestler, but but she she's good at what she does. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll give her that. But you know, I I, I mean, I guess you're right if it, if that includes like hurting every woman on the the roster. But you know, that's neither here nor there. But. Uh, you know, you know, Joe. That's what I'm talking about, though. I mean, like, I, 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 I see where you're coming from, but like, if someone were to come in with just such an outrageous claim, we would have to. We, I'm almost begging for it at this point. You know, I just kind of want it. I kind of want it, you know someone to call in with something, something crazy. I, I've wanted so to yell at somebody all day, Joe. So, so, so basically, what you're saying is that if somebody were to call in and say that that Nia Jax was better than say Oscar or Charlotte Flair. You you would have to disagree with them. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That wouldn't even be a disagreement. That would just be me laughing for about forty five minutes. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, but, I, you know, I, 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 I listen. Nia Jax is a beautiful lady. I mean, it really is, and she, it, she, she, she has a great quality about her. She has good qualities, but when it comes to actually, you know, not hurting somebody, it's a negative five stars, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. We're in agreement. So, yeah, call in. I want to hear from some people. I want to. I want to hear first of all how great of a job I've been doing because it's phenomenal. Um, they didn't think, Joe, I would be working as much as I am for you guys. I mean, like, it's just you know the work being put in is a great. We have a great team. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm just glad to bring that to the table. So, I mean, people should call in and they should first say how great Drake Lee is uh, for the Russell Talk uh, podcast, and then they should also say. How, you know, how good Joe is, and then how great of a team we make. I mean, this is just, this is good. This is good stuff, Joe. It is, and, and you know, it's, you know, now that, 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 that we're on the uh, subject of the WWE, uh, it looks like from what I've seen that Charlotte Flair may be making her comeback soon, and when she does, she very well may have Andrade Beside her, everybody knows that that Andrade and Charlotte Flair are a couple, and I think that pairing them together would be a great idea because it gives Andrade somebody to you know work with, and it gives Charlotte somebody to work with, and you know you could see Charlotte Flair as the women's champion for Raw, and Andrade could easily be the uh, United States champion because you know the the IC championship is on SmackDown, or maybe even the World Championship. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Andrade against uh, Drew McIntyre. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing that either. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit back and I'm gonna let you, you know, kind of dwell deeper into this because I, I want to hear what you have to say, and then, and then I'll. Uh, I'll share my input if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I that that is definitely a 
a good idea, um, you know. But then again, now that, that, you know, I think about it at times, you know, it might be better for him to go on by himself because for so long he was paired with Selena Vega and, you know, maybe putting him with another person would not be the best thing to do. And, you know, Charlotte Flair doesn't really need anybody. Like, Charlotte Flair is able to carry the the women's division on her back without anybody by her side. She's done that before. But it's always good to have somebody by your, your, your side, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I It's just, you know, my thing is you're right. So Charlotte Flair doesn't really – Unless they're going to do, like, some, I don't know, some, like, angle where I guess, like, Becky and Seth come back in a couple of months and then it's, like, you know, something in regards to that. I mean, that that would make yeah. sense. But anything else just doesn't make sense. I mean, I get we can go, well, yeah, they're redating in real life, but is that one of those things? Are we supposed to know that on television? You know? That's true. Because they haven't really announced that partnership I don't think on television yet so it's like it's just a fine line I'm just I'd rather see him uh just get utilized right because he's a great talent I mean there's just not a doubt about it you know it's uh it's almost like uh they say that you know Andrade is like the uh the the Drake Lee of WWE you know like the the up-and-comer the one that's going to set all the, the you know have you heard that I have heard that. I I, yeah. I I have definitely heard that, and I tried to tell the night owl that, and he just looked at me and just rolled his eyes. I mean, it's, yeah, but you know, Renee just feels great. In oh my god! That's right. That's right. That's you know what? That's what they call me, but I just prefer Drake. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Renee would, would would be having a migraine right now. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, we just make a great deal. But you know what, uh, Joe, we have a great show uh, for tonight too. By the way, I don't know if we talked about this yet before we get on with our high uh, our, uh, our our segment here. But we have Dave Unger on the show, and we have Mister Big coming on the show today too. So how how great is that going to be? Oh man, it's going to be absolutely amazing. You know, Dave Unger. He's been on the show multiple times, you know, uh, a vast knowledge of professional wrestling. Uh, you know, he's almost like, like a wrestling encyclopedia. So it's going to be awesome to have him on. And then, you know, we're, we're, we're going to have on Mr. Big, who, you know, once again, you know, long-time wrestling career, knows the in and out of pro wrestling. I mean, that's going to be a absolutely amazing interview. I'm looking forward to it. I know it's going to be awesome, and I know that you're looking forward to it, and I know that the fans are looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't look forward to this? I mean, this is just – it's just the way it goes, right? I mean, so we're here. Um, we're trying to find this uh, – you know, first of all, Joe, if it, does this just sound any different? Do I sound different real quick? Because we're, we're trying to go live here on Russell Talk. That sounds People pretty good to me. Does it? Yeah. Okay. You know, people just need to see Drake Lee, and, and that's just the way it goes. So, uh, you know, that's just that that's it. That is what it is. But yeah, no, it's gonna be a phenomenal show. Um, 
And, you know, I just I can't wait to hear these conversations. But, you know, what else do we want to talk about, Joe? I mean, we got we got a lot of stuff to talk about, really. Um, yeah. No. You pick. We, what, we, what do you want to talk about? I, I would say that that the next topic that that we should talk about is uh, this whole AEW working with Impact Wrestling. Like this is 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 huge. Like you've got two huge companies, two major companies that are legit working together. Like you could see some dream matches that we've been wanting to see for quite some time now like man it's 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 i'm definitely looking forward to seeing what's going to happen and i know that tonight impact wrestling is going to have a huge spike because who's going to be on impact wrestling tonight the aew world heavyweight champion kenny omega everybody's going to be wondering what the heck is going to happen tonight it wouldn't surprise me if john marshley didn't didn't make a surprise uh, appearance to, tonight on Impact Wrestling. I know that I'm going to be watching it. How about you, sir? Uh, I watched the highlights. Um, I have a I have a get together, uh, Joe, with a couple of politicians from uh, where I live, and uh, you mm. know we got to talk. So we got some other stuff to do, but I, I watched the highlights. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good show. Um, you know, they say Joe that Kenny Omega is almost like the Drake Lee for ratings. And I kind of can see that. You know, we'll, we'll, tonight's the big test. Um, and, and, you know, we'll, only time will tell, right? Exactly. Only time oh. will, 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 will tell. Like, you know, AEW working with Impact Wrestling would be the, uh, of equivalent, the equivalent of MLW working with, with Dynamo Pro Wrestling. How awesome would that be? Um, phenomenal. That'd be that would be the that'd be the uh, partnership of a lifetime. That's just that's just for certain. That 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 would be you know they could pair you up with Davy Boy Smith Jr. and you all could could just run over everybody. Right, and that's just the way. It, you know, it's it's going to be interesting because I don't know if this means that uh, is Impact looking to sell. Is the question? Are they looking to, you know? I know people are saying right now, well, yeah, they're going to work together. But what's the end game on this? Is this just for publicity? Um, is someone hurting for money? And is this going to become a, a real developmental um, or what? a real secondary show? You know, what's it, what's it going to do? And that's that's what I'm interested in it for. Absolutely, you know, we're interested in. And you know what the end game is like. Like, what exactly is the end game in AEW working with 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 Impact Wrestling? And what kind of matches are we going to to see? And you know, the next AEW pay per view, it could be a mixture of AEW wrestlers going up against Impact Wrestling wrestlers, and that that would be absolutely amazing. I think that it's a cash grab, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, a lot of shirts are going to be sold. That's for sure. And and you know what though, um, like I talk about money a lot because I know a lot about money. I um, have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I love that. But think about this: um, how many guys do you think this is going to benefit if they do um, partake in something like something like that, and they get some guys some exposures that 
deserve it um, from how hard they, you know, they've worked in the business and maybe have not really gotten that mainstream uh, exposure. And I think at this point, it's fair to say that AEW can is bringing that, a mainstream component to this. Um, you've got Cody on a bunch yeah. of different uh, television shows and interviews, and he's doing the game show he as well. So, I mean, we're getting to a point here where AEW is really starting to climb that corporate ladder, uh, and, and they're climbing that entertainment ladder too. And is it going to, you know, that, that's going to give them in return those guys that are on impact that maybe have just gotten signed that have been on the indies for 10 years. Uh, that's going to give them an opportunity to, uh, you know, to really just to not, I don't want to sound corny, not to live their, you know, not just to live their dream, but, but to really achieve what they set out to do. You know? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I could not agree more. You know, there there are a lot of interesting things that we could see. Like, you know, you could see the Butcher and the Blade in on wrestling on Impact Wrestling. And the one thing that you could see that I know a lot of people would be interested in is what if you see the bunny and Rosemary come up together again? Man, they haven't been, they haven't feuded in quite some time. So this should be a perfect opportunity for those two to see each other once again and light up this feud once again, you know? Uh, you're absolutely right. It, it, it's just, you know, what? It, there's a lot of things that they have going for them it, because so, and, and this isn't necessarily WWE's fault, but there's a lot of times that you kind of know where things are going to go and not just because, oh, they've done it over and over again. Yeah, that could be part of it, but because you kind of know the characters a lot more. You know, the not, and I don't mean characters as in, oh, it's a movie, but the characters as in their personality. You know, you you kind of have an idea of who's going to lean what way and who's going to, you know, participate in an activity that someone else isn't going to participate in. And whenever you have AEW, I mean, you got, there's so much, there's so much unknown there that it makes it so much more intriguing and so much more uh, easy to watch, you know? It's just it, because there's so many ways they can go with it. I could not agree more. Well, Drake, it is about that time for our first special guest of the evening. This gentleman is making his return to the Wrestle Talk podcast. He's the host of the Attitude of Aggression podcast. He's been he's a multi-time guest. He's a lifelong pro wrestling fan. He's a columnist for the Washington Capitals hockey team. This gentleman is a wrestling encyclopedia. Ladies and gentlemen, it is all honor and privilege to bring back to the Wrestle Talk podcast the one and only Dave Unger. Welcome back. Hey, fellas. How's it going? Oh, man. It has been 
a absolute pleasure. So thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on to the podcast. So what have you been up to, sir? Uh, you know, just uh, trying to survive, not get COVID. Uh, watch a little wrestling here and there. Watch some stuff on TV. Right now I'm watching okay. two Pomeranian puppies who are trying to chew up something. So if I have to uh, yell at somebody, you'll know what I'm talking about. Hey, you guys uh, get away from there. Go get <laughs> Puppies are uh, like um, toddlers. Right, right. They they are. They're always getting they into chew something. Like, like I can always tell when my dogs are getting in, into something because I'll be sitting on the couch and I'll hear something and I'll be like, yep, and then you see them come running into the room. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, and everything goes in the mouth. Everything goes in their mouth. I, I don't I don't get what the obsession is, but it's all right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, you know, we got so much stuff that, that we wanted to uh, talk about. So, first of all, how has the Attitude of Aggression podcast been been going, sir? Hold on. Hold on, Joe. Well, I didn't get to say hi to Dave yet. Oh. Dave this is it? ridiculous. This Can is a joke. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> Do you see what they put me through, Dave? Do you see it? Yeah. I, I see, Drake. I see I see what's going on, man. How, how have you been, sir? Oh, you know, uh... You know, they say that whenever you reach the city on the hill, life should be good, but we still have our problems, too. But, you know, I'm here talking to you, so life's good. We're on the Wrestle Talk podcast. We're hopefully, you know, going to be live here uh, for public consumption in about another minute. Life's good, Dave. I'm just excited to hear from you. I mean, first of all, Dave, your, your entrance music was very good. Normally, I have mine, um, but it, it wasn't played. So I, I don't know what happened there. Um, but it just brought up, you know, the point. Maybe uh, maybe I wasn't treated very fairly earlier, but I'm just, you know, I wanted you to see that um, just so you understand where I'm coming from sometimes, too. You know, it's always good to get that insight, right? <laughs> I, I hear you, man. I hear you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, to answer the question, uh, attitude of aggression has been kind of like, I wouldn't say, uh, well, yeah, it's been kind of a, like on a hiatus simply because I'm doing stuff with a lot of other people. Uh, so I'm like, okay. it seems like I'm on everybody else. I'm on everybody else's show nowadays. So I don't, I don't do a lot of stuff on my own channel. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I I you know I've been guest hosting on on different podcasts here and there, and talking wrestling, and and doing a lot of work with the uh, Bandwagon Nerds podcast, which is our nerd based uh, entertainment sort of podcast that we do over at thechairshot.com. So. I've been doing a lot of stuff with that, and, and that's kind of where I've been. I, I'm contemplating a format change for Attitude of Aggression to get it back uh, to where, you know, something that I want to do uh, that might be more classic wrestling-based since there's, you know, a million podcasts covering the present product, including my own. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about doing. But, uh, you know, it's it's still there. It's still it's still ongoing. It's still an ongoing process and uh, still watching wrestling as much as I can. Um Looking forward to nice. hopefully getting sort of back to normal, maybe in six to eight months, you know, something like that. We'll see. We'll see what happens with a vaccine. We'll see, you know, when we get some fans back and, and that sort of thing. But, um, but yeah, that's what's going on with me, guys. Nice, nice. I would definitely be interested in in a old school uh, wrestling podcast because 
you know, I grew up in, in, in the the uh, late eighties, early nineties of wrestling, so I would be right up my my freaking alley. So that would be right up my alley. Um, the the one thing I wanted to to talk about was uh, you know, unfortunately last week we we had to play the Tim Bell salute for the one and only Pat Patterson. Do you have any uh? Memories of watching anything with Pat Patterson? Uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up, like, you know, my memories are probably a little bit older than yours. Uh, but, yeah, mm-hmm. like the late, very late 70s, early 80s was when I started watching wrestling. And, and Pat, of course, the first Intercontinental Champion. Uh, the wars he had with Sergeant Slaughter are the ones that kind of stand out. I mean, I know that's that's probably a cliche answer because everybody's going to say that. But but they were wars, and, and they were bloody battles and i used to love just watching pat patterson kick the crap out of sergeant slaughter when he uh had his first heel run you know before he came back and was the uh american trader but uh you know pat probably as far as intercontinental champions goes way underrated just because uh-huh. of the the ca- the caliber of people who followed him that you know pat you know, he's not he didn't have the technical skills of say a savage or a steamboat, but he had charisma when, and when that wasn't looked upon as such a, a huge factor like it is nowadays. And, and Pat was the pioneer there. And, and I mean, but beyond that, I mean, everything he's done, the knowledge he imparted, like I, uh, what was I, it wasn't WD, WWE did a tribute to him, which was good, but there uh-huh. was um, Gerald Briscoe. He did like yeah. a, a segment. And that was fantastic just to listen to a genuine, I mean, they were always on screen. They were as thick as thieves, but to find out that behind the scenes, they were really, really close. And the Uh knowledge that Pat passed on to so many up and coming kids who are now superstars in WWE, AEW or elsewhere. uh, I, you know, it's, it's a big loss. One of the biggest losses that we've had this year in, uh, you know, it's it's he's somebody who I grew up with, so yeah, it, it hit me hard, and I, you know, condolences to his family and to everything like that. So it's a big loss. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got one more question, and then I'm going to throw it to Drake because I know that he has has a bunch of questions him himself. Uh, you know, you being a, a wrestling fan, and and we kind of hit on this earlier on the high spot segment. What do you think about Sting debuting in in AEW? And do you think and do you want to see Sting actually wrestle in a match? I have no desire to see Sting wrestle in a match and potentially permanently injure himself. The fact that he's even walking after the Seth Buckle bomb is is you know something to you know be thankful for from his standpoint, from the fan's standpoint. The man's 60 years old. He's got nothing, absolutely nothing left to prove. Uh, You know, I mean, if he can do it safely and he's in there in the ring with some guys who can really protect him and they're not doing crazy spots like the buckle bomb. But, I mean, let's be honest. We're talking AEW, and they are much more hardcore than WWE is right now. So where does he exactly fit in in that whole thing? So I'm, I'm thrilled to see Sting back especially on TNT where he, you know, he started. I don't want to see him get in the ring. I don't know how you guys feel. I don't think there's any need to, to, to take that risk at this stage in his life. I'm not even talking about his career. This is a stage in his life. Um, so I, I don't want to see him get back in the ring, no. 
Yeah, I uh, I, I kind of feel the same way. I, I think that he'll be great as a manager, you know, just for the presence that, that, that he's going to have there. But to actually, you know, get into the ring and, you know, they've always been talking about him maybe facing Chris Jericho. And I'm like, I don't really want to see that. Like, I I, I just, right. I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he can I, be I a great know. mentor to these mm-hmm. kids, and, and that's what he should be. I, I mean, like, you know, give him a role like what Arn is doing, like what Tully's doing. Um, he doesn't need to get physical. I mean, Jericho isn't a spring chicken either, but he's still consistently active, and, you know, he's still putting in good matches. But, yeah, I don't, I don't see the need to, um, to run that risk. I mean, you know, Chris, you're talking about a match with Jericho. Jericho, one of his moves is the code breaker. I don't think Sting can take that move. You know, that sort of thing. That yeah. would that would concern me greatly. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to see that. But, you know, I'd, I'd heard that he had gone to Vince to try and do a cinematic match with Undertaker for WrestleMania, and they said no, and that's why he left. At least that's one of the rumors, which is sad if that's true, because they could have done something special with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they definitely could have. Well, Drake Lee, I can hear you chomping at the a bit. I can hear you getting... Getting aggravated because you're you're not getting the, the air time. So go ahead with whatever questions that you have for Mr. Unger. Oh no! So I just want to make one one clarification. I'm not mad at you, Joe, because it's a good observation. I'm glad you made it. Drake Lee doesn't get angry. <laughs> he doesn't. You know who gets angry? Renee does because at the end of the day, he's going to be like, "What? Now, come on! Why are we get? You know why? Why wasn't it? You know." Drake wasn't on as much, you know, so, I mean, he's going to be the one that's going to take some might all. He's going to be the one that pops a vein, and I'm just going to be sitting here and, you know, <laughs> oh drinking that tequila he has to send me every show. Um, I thought that, 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 so, so, wait a minute. So, he has to send you tequila, and every time you come on the show, you have to get a Babe Ruth rookie card that's been signed? Man. Uh yeah, so that uh, it's not just a baby. It, it's just a. It has to be a, a star of notes rookie card. First one that's oh. signed. Oh, that's fine. But but Dave, here's my question. We uh, I don't know if you remember this. A couple, I think it was last year. We had a we had a good talk. That was that was awesome. And you know. Yep, I remember. My my, my first question is where did the world go wrong that these are the circumstances a year from you know that point on. What, what did were the stars just not in our favor that day? Did we trigger this? You know what what happened? You mean uh, everything that's happened this past year? Um, yeah, man. Yeah, did we do this? Is I, this some type of karma? I don't. Uh, me and you, you're going to yeah. blame this on us personally. Is that what? You're, uh, I don't <laughs> think it's us, man. I think. It, I think it's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, I mean, you know, we can't, I don't want to get political on your show. I hate politics, even though we're surrounded Mm -hmm. by it. But, uh, you know, I got to say when, when you've got a nation as divided as we are and nobody's on the same page and, you know, nobody's got the same strategy for trying to combat something, uh, this is what happens. And, And, you know, here we are, what, nine months into this thing. And, uh, it's worse than ever. You know, and, and everybody's just banking. I, and I think people are, you know, right now people are complacent. There's a vaccine coming. So screw it. Let's just forget about it and let our guard down. 
But uh, yeah, I, who knows, man? I can't. I can't even begin to tell you how and why. It's mind-numbing to think from where I was when I talked to you the first time and where we are now. You know, like if somebody had told you this was going to happen, you would have just said, you're completely insane. There's no way any of that stuff's going to happen. And yet here we are. Right, right. But I'm not going to take the blame for it if you're not. Oh well, I, I wasn't. I wasn't ever going to take the blame. I was going to blame, you know, Luke Roberts or, or Renee or whoever was in charge of, of connecting us because that had been their fault. You know, you and I were just doing there what we were go. told. I, I, I say Luke, Luke. Luke is a convenient scapegoat. I would go with that. Oh yeah, no, he's one of the best ones. You know, but <laughs> that's not. That's not. I, I'm giving away my business secrets, Dave. People want to know, you know, now I can't blame Luke as much. Now it's got to be Chris Rodell. But hey, K-Fabe is dead, right? Or or maybe not, but. (laughs) There's something. There's something to that effect. But my question is, we we don't really have, you know, much to talk about, like, with uh, in regards to the attitude of aggression yet, but I'm really excited to hear that uh, you talk about it earlier and and reshaping it. That's going to be exciting. And uh, we just recently interviewed um, a guy that's doing a, documentary on uh some really interesting stuff he uh, he did 365 days and that was just uh a really good documentary i don't know if you've seen that one yet and have you seen that one yet dave i don't think i've caught that one no when you get a chance really take a look at it it's really interesting um a really a really good wrestling documentary but my thing is you know with the last time we talked shoot AEW was just really starting and now we're to a point where we have, you know, really we have we have a mainstream company really forming. My question is this: When is, and because you've been co- you know you've been covering this and you you are an encyclopedia of of wrestling. What what other company besides that? What what is a what company does AEW remind you of? in the terms of their structure and how they're building, is there a company that you can remember that reminds you kind of that effect of what AEW is doing? Um, and, and it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm not looking for, you know, like WWE or anything, but just some, you know, a, a company that, cause I can't put my finger on it. I really can't. It's, it's kind of a hybrid of, of a lot of different, you know, companies. And I'm just curious to get your perspective yeah. on it. Yeah, it's a hybrid, all right. There are aspects of what they're doing right now. If if what, if it's you know, and I don't think anybody knows. We don't know for sure. Is there a partnership, some agreement between AEW and Impact? It certainly seems that they've gone in that direction. And you know, if AEW is going to go in the direction of starting to form partnerships with these, you know, lower tier. I don't wouldn't even say lower tier, but independent organizations. Let's say they partner up. They get something going with the NJPW, and they get something going with Ring of Honor. And, and now you start to see the building blocks of – and I think and we even said this yeah, like years ago. When AEW first started, when they first announced it, and everybody was like, oh, they're an immediate competitor to WWE, and we're like, wait a second. You're talking about a mega corporation with worldwide influence. I, I don't see them challenging that unless – and I know I, I, I know I even said this. like Unless you get every independent organization that just says, yes – Let's all team up to fight the the big bad, so to speak, to use nerd parlance. Um, you know, then then there's nothing to talk about. But now you look at what AEW is doing and, and blurring the lines of of you know who are they aligned with? Uh, 
you know, who, who's, the, who's, who's next to join up? Who are they really going after WWE? Um, they've already got a rabid fan base. So there are elements of what they're doing that reminds me of like when WWE was WWF and, and there were territories, you know, and there was the NWA, there was the AWA and the WWF, and then Vince took over, and he just started taking over little by little, market by market, like Georgia Championship Wrestling. And then, you know, he, he went into this territory and took that over and, and got that. And, and there's an element of that. Obviously, they're, not, they're joining with people and not completely subsuming them or absorbing them. So I think you see some of that. But beyond that, they're, they're in such a different business model and such a different place in history that, you know, to kind of say they're doing it like these guys are, they're doing it like these guys are isn't really accurate. There's elements of what they're doing that you have seen historically, but they are actually breaking new ground in, in a lot of different ways. And it's very exciting to see where they're going and what they're doing and, and, and the bigger impact. And, and yeah, I mean, at this point you can really say there are, there's legitimate competition to WWE. And I know that a lot of people have been reluctant to say that so far, but it sure seems like they are moving in that direction. And, 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 you know, that's a roundabout way of saying I haven't seen another company approach it quite like they are, Drake. But, you know, you could see little elements of little things here and there. Um, but it's, it's exciting and interesting to see what they're doing. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it because I, it's, it's really interesting and it's really intriguing to me because they're making, uh, you know, not even with wrestling, but they're making business moves that, you know, they're putting Cody in, you know, like Joe and I were talking about earlier, the ga- you know, the game show. And they're putting – you know, they're putting a lot of their talent in, in positions to where it's, you know, in a mainstream form where they're getting a different audience and, and you know, a higher a higher generated, you know, rating and, and response. That's why, you know, their demographics really, you know, top notch. Whenever I look at it, I don't watch it. You know, I don't look at the ratings every week. When I look at it, that's, those are, that's phenomenal numbers. And I'm, I'm going, well, they're really kind of structuring this like, you know, a, a major cut, like a WWE would, but they, you know, you're right. There's just so many different components that go into it. And it, it's just going to be fun to watch because I think in the next five years, we're going to have a really, uh, I think this landscape, it's not going to be changed where I'm going, oh, they're going to take them out because that's never going to happen. I hate when people say, oh, this is it. WWE is going to get, they're going to close the doors. Really? Really? Have you seen the way that company is <laughs> freaking structured? That is one of the most ridiculous things. You, that, and there are a lot of people, Drake, as you know, and I don't like calling people marks, but let's, let's be honest. There are a lot of AEW marks out there who will cling to that. You yeah, know, and, and I don't know why. Breath. Like, why is that your hill to, fi- yeah. to die on? Why? why? You, right. just chose the, like the, you just chose the Mount Everest of mountains to climb, first of all, and now you want to die up there? That's just not, that's not the right choice. But nevertheless, <laughs> right? Right. Right. I mean, I, it, it really, I mean, go ahead. Oh, no, what were you saying? I, sorry about that. I, I'm just saying, like, you know, when, when, when I hear people like that and I look at it and I say, I say, you point me in the direction of anybody in AEW who's doing the work that Roman Reigns is right now or, uh, or even Drew McIntyre. And AEW's got a lot of problems with their women's division. You look at what the women, the NXT women did at War Games. Now, the main roster is kind of in a mess, and they need Charlotte back. And they need Becky back. But Becky just had a baby. Congratulations to her and Seth. 
Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, you look at, and, and anybody who says they're going to run WWE out of business, I'm like, in what alternate reality are you living where they are going to put these guys out of business? Because it's not like I'm not one of these people who says WWE puts out crappy stuff. I, I'm not one of those people. Some of it I like better than others. Sure. That's been the way it's been for 20 years. But to, right. to think that AEW is going to be the one that just puts them down is, is no, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, like, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a huge, you know, wrestling fan. So, you know, I watch AEW, I watch the WWE, but it, it irks me so much when people say that AEW beats WWE in ratings every single week. And I'm like, they beat NXT, which is the WWE's lowest rated show. So, you know, it's, uh, it's just mind blowing to me. Yeah. if you made a good point. So w- the last time we, I remember this, I, I know we talked about this because the conversation did come up about Roman Reigns, and I wasn't. So I just, you know, I thought the booking on him was just terrible. Uh, but now he's so he's to me is one of the hottest, you know, character or not character, but hottest wrestlers in in the business, and not even just that, his storyline's one of the hottest too. I mean, what he's doing with with his, with his cousins phenomenal, and of course you have the the wannabe melters of the world reporting that or I, I want to use this term very loosely when I say reporting. Um, they're putting on the Internet that they have unverified sources that are saying The Rock's going to be meeting with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and then I've heard, you know, Meltzer probably, I think I heard him mention it, but it's just, if that happens, great. But the, that, obviously that's the first go-to for a fan. But how how is this Roman Reigns going to, is, how is he different in a, in a character dynamic than he was, you know, a year ago? Uh, is this a t- is this you know where they're going to actually listen to the fans a little bit, or is this kind of just the the sucker in storyline for when Lesnar comes back and turns on Reigns or and Heyman turns on Reigns? Well, right. well, I mean, yeah, with Roman, he's he is definitely they've taken the chains off of him and, and let him run, and, and you can see the way he delivers things. That okay, I don't think he's scripted anymore. Or if he is, it's certainly not as much as it was. Right and, and everything that he's doing feels and, and, and you know I I didn't think he was a natural heel, but when you watch like what did he say the other night you know it's like you know the me from two years ago telling Kevin Owens would have just jumped in here and beat your ass you know but I'm smarter than that now and and you know he's he, I mean I I love absolutely love the Roman Reigns character right now because he's just he's the same character in that he can still just destroy you. But now he's added this guillotine chokehold that he choked out Braun Strowman and everybody else with. And, and you can see his moveset starting to open up. Now, as far as The Rock is concerned, yeah, sure, take my money. If you're going to give me Roman versus The Rock at WrestleMania, then I, I'm, yeah, I'm all in on that. So will it happen? I, I think it's still a long shot because they're not going to do that match unless they can have a capacity stadium. And let's be honest. This year's WrestleMania, maybe 25, 35% capacity if we're lucky at this point. So, you know, I think that's a little ways down the line. But I I would personally, I would love to see Roman versus The Rock. uh, And The Rock would, you know, he'd do the job for Roman and and really pass the torch completely. So uh, that would be a great match. I'm hoping, hopeful for that. But, yeah, Roman Reigns is, is, we all talk so much smack about the guy. He's being shoved down our throats. And then they do this, you know, yeah, they were right. You didn't see it coming. I, I figured he was coming back. 
I didn't see him going in this direction. He's been the surprise of the year, is my opinion. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, you made an interesting point, and that's what I keep trying to remind, uh, you know, everyone that, you know, I talk to about something even relatable to this is this WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble, they said they're going to have a live crowd. Okay, well, the crowd of, you know, 5,000, don't expect this isn't going to be, you know, a Royal Rumble. This is going to be a different different experience. So to bring someone back like the Rocker or, you know, that's why it was so surprising me, Dave. That's why they, I, I just, I don't get the Undertaker thing. And, I get the whole, well, let's take him away, and when he comes back, he'll come back as Mark. But I just, to me, I would have just waited for the damn fans to come back if that's all they were going to do. You know, I'm just, it, it, it's kind of a, a question mark, too, because I'm going, what? I get it if he's actually really hurting, but if that's all he was going to do, why didn't we, why didn't you guys wait? You know, the, the, the picture is yeah. a lot better, you know, whenever you see the crying fan in the front row, and there would have been tens of thousands of them. You know, and, and you know, Vince's yeah. words have more meaning, and you don't just have it to where – because the way it was set up, it was just like, first, where did the, where did the you know, wrestlers that were out there, where did they go? I felt like right. the Black Hole just swept them up. And then you had <laughs> it where I, – I was on Twitter, Dave, okay? I don't get on Twitter much, but I was on Twitter, okay? And they I'm watching the live tweets. And some of these robots are really funny, but some of them aren't. They're pretty mean. But there was a real person that tweeted mean things about Vince. He was a real guy. And I'm going, this is what it's come to. We could have had an actual experience to where, you know, we aren't just trying to, you aren't seeing fans nitpick a scenario to where they're actually just starting to be not just trolls, but just be pricked, quite frankly. You know, where it's just like you kind of, the, the, the atmosphere wasn't there. It, to me, and so it's, is this really it, or is this is is this just you know a kind of a pause button on on what was going to happen? And I'm just curious to hear what you have to say about that because it, it was just that's a big thing that happened. Um, I I it, I'm you know I'm really curious to hear what you you know your thoughts are because this could this, this is kind of one of the bigger things that they were you know promoted the last five years was, I mean how anytime you got on YouTube it was an Undertaker ad. Every time you got on the damn TV, he was being interviewed by ESPN or a morning show. And it's just, you know, if that's the build for it, that's, to me, that's just, it's either, it, it just wasn't thought through or, or they're hitting pause. Um, I agree with you completely that the fair, Undertaker's farewell fell completely flat because there was no organic crowd reaction. Piped in BS that you got. Uh, they didn't even have the Thunderdome panels on for most of that. So, really, you know, what 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 is the point of all that sort of stuff? Um, I I agree with you. I mean, a, a moment like that where the Undertaker is going to officially retire, the only way they could have salvaged that Drake, I, and this is what I'd said on another show that I had been on right about that time was, I'd said, you know, the only thing that they can do is immediately announce his induction in the Hall of Fame. Be the first person to be. To announce that you know they're going to induct this guy like six months in advance, you know something like that, and we didn't get that. So I, I tend to agree with you that it's something that should have been done with fans, and I don't see why you couldn't have waited for that. I mean, the guy's not wrestling. Mm-hmm. There's no pending match. There's no there's no you know huge need that you have to um, you know to 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 rush to do that to have that moment. Other than saying, well, it's the 30, 
30th anniversary of him being at Survivor Series. And so what? You know, you <laughs> every Survivor Series they've done for the last few years has had an Undertaker some angle about it because Undertaker debuted at Survivor Series. You know, and, and you know, I mean, we're going to talk about stuff I'm sure later on about you know my complaints about Survivor Series and that sort of thing. But but I mean, if this is how you're trying to distinguish Survivor Series by bringing Undertaker back and that's that's your big hook, then I think I think it was a definite miss. I, I think they failed. They you know, and I. And I don't want to be that guy to throw shade at Vince for doing that, but I think you raise a really good point that that this is some moment where you're talking one of the what he's easily on a lot of our Mount Rushmores, and if he's not, he's certainly in just about anybody's top ten. And you know how do you how do you why do you do that the way that they did it with just no fan reaction, no organic fan reaction, and this is how we're going to send him off in the sunset. So either they are building for something else. And this is all kind of like a temporary swerve, or it's a blown opportunity. Yeah, I'm just it was just it was just if I was just blown away by the if that was it the lack of giving a shit quite frankly. But you know I I just hope like you said they're building to something and this is just uh, you know a pause or a, a really just getting rid of the Undertaker character and being Mark. I, I because I think that's where he was kind of going with this when I was watching these. Uh, documentaries that they did on, and by the way, those are just phenomenal. WWE always does a good job with those. But you know, it, it just—it's interesting because you know you're you're just right. You're, everything you said is just 100% accurate. It's just it's it just intriguing. But you're, you said something about Survivor Series. I'm guessing that you didn't like it. I, I just have a feeling you kind of you had some problems with Survivor Series, and I'm just I don't want to poke the bear. But we have some time, if you want, Joe, if it's okay, to hear about yeah. what Dave thought was terrible um, about Survivor or what issues he had. Because I, I'm, 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 I'm all ears. If that's okay with you, sir. Oh sure, I could tell. I mean, the problem with Survivor Series is what it's been for the past few. Like last year was great because they involved NXT and it was the coronation of a new brand that had, you know risen to the forefront and beaten the two big brands. And, and that was awesome there. They, and it, the reason it was awesome is it felt like there was something on the line. You know, there was a, there was something at stake. NXT had to perform or they were going to be laughed right out of the, any sort of, you know, credibility as far as them going up against AEW. So I got all that, but this year really what was on the And don't get me wrong. New day versus street profits was fantastic. Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns was simply amazing. I mean, a awesome match but survivor series the problem is there's just nothing on the line there's no ramifications to these matches now if you're going to tell me that both titles are on the line and whoever wins leaves with both titles now you're talking about something different but this is survivor series problem is that there's just nothing at stake it's not like SummerSlam where titles are on the line it's not like wrestlemania it's not like the royal rumble this is one of your big four or maybe five pay-per-views if you count Money in the Bank, although I wouldn't after this year, but that's another story. But, I, you know, that was my complaint about Survivor Series, and it's been my complaint, and a lot of people's for a while, there's just nothing on the line. Nothing matters. You know, Drew cuts a promo a week later saying, all this stuff, I scared you, Roman, and this and that, and we're not done with each other, but I'm going to move on to my next challenger, and that's it. And now it's in the past, you know. So... I loved some of the matches at Survivor Series. Uh, don't get me wrong at all there. I thought it was a, a, a good event standing on its own. 
But when you look at everything and you say, there's just nothing on the line here. Why should I care? And that's been my problem with Survivor Series for a while now. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, I always consider Survivor Series just the last, you know, five years was just kind of a, you know, a get me through, you yeah. know, a, a, a get me through pay-per-view. And, and I don't even think they try to hide the fact they don't think of it as a big four anymore. I think they're mm-hmm. kind of... I think they're kind of switching it out with uh, with money in the bank. I mean, that's because I mean to me that they put more thought into that than anything. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Joe. Yes. I got a yeah, question. Um, you know, sure. Joe, what's up? I got a que- I got a question, Dave. I I, I don't mean to. to uh, here's my question, Joe. Is your is your phone buzzing a hundred million miles an hour because of Luke Roberts? I mean, he was just he wanted to say hi, Mister Unger, and he, you know, he, <laughs> you know, I don't know, I, I felt obligated, you know. But we all know that that Luke Roberts is a big fan of Mister Unger, so of course he's going to blow up everybody's phone wanting to 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 say hi. <laughs> Yeah, and that's just what it is. Sure. You, know, you know what, Joe? I've kind of taken. I, 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 when have you ever heard me say that I've maybe have taken a little bit too much time? Oh no, no, no! Absolutely, it, it was. You had some absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing questions. Um, you know, I, I just have one more uh, question be, before we go into the uh, shoot and count. And, uh, Mr. Unger, what my question is, is what do you think about AEW, you know, working with Impact Wrestling right now? And the reports that Triple H is saying that the WWE is open to working with other promotions. Could you happen to see you know, WWE working with, with other promotions because of AEW and Impact Wrestling working together now? Um, I'd like to think that's possible. I have uh, I have my doubts. They they have not been very good at playing well with each other, with others. I mean, every once in a while they get involved and they and they do a few things. You know, like the Cruiserweight Classic. They they had some guys coming mm-hmm. in for that, but. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't, it'd be great. I mean, ideally let's, let's have one event where it's AW versus WWE. I'm sure Tony and Vince can figure out some way to do that. Uh, you know, it's one of those, I'll believe it when I see it situations, you know, that's, yeah. that's kind of how I feel about it. Well, they can say all that and, and trying to, you know, appease to some of their fan base by saying, Hey, yeah, we're going to do the same thing, but it, it seems kind of unlikely, you know? I, absolutely, I, I could not agree more. Um, all right, so with the last couple of minutes, what we're going to do is we'll go, go ahead and get into this uh, shoot and shout segment. So if you remember from last time, what it is is we're going to play some music. I'm going to go first, then Drake's going to go, and then you're going to end up closing this out, and this is your opportunity to, to let everybody know what is irking Dave Unger. It could be wrestling related. It could be the fact that there's too much air in the bag of potato chips. Hardcore Hoss, if you could play that music, sir. Hardcore Here Hoss, we go again. Here we go again, Joe. This is 
you know? You, <laughs> can can you sing the song? I will. Can you can, sing the ahead. song, Joe? Sing the sing the damn song. Yeah. I, you don't want me singing. If I started singing, it would be its own shoot and shout. So well, I guess here's so. what I saw. So Joe, I just saw a message though. Honestly, uh, the, we had a little bit of a technical issue um, in the control room of Russell Talk, and so they're having to, to do some manual uh, resets. So okay. that's why we aren't hearing any music. So right. here's what we're gonna do, Mr. Unger. It would be my pleasure to announce the high spot segment to you. Is that okay? Sure. Go for it. Joe, is that okay? Yep. Go right ahead, Joe. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight on the Russell Talk podcast, set for three falls and a slaughter, we have Joe Drake and Mr. Unger Boss. You know, that's good. You know, give me a cookie. There you go. All right. Give me a cookie. So, <laughs> so my shooting shout, things that, that are hooking my nerves, right now is the fact that we still don't have any independent wrestling shows around in my area because of the coronavirus. I'm missing being able to referee wrestling shows. I look forward to it every Saturday, and I haven't been able to for almost nine months because of this stupid coronavirus. I just want to get together with a bunch of my friends and put on wrestling shows again, damn it. Ah, it's... Mm. That's my shooting shout. Drake Lee? Joe, very good shooting shout, but here's mine. And I thought about this very in-depth the other day. Um, You know, I was sitting out there, and I'm looking over the river, and I'm drinking wine. And have you noticed that these goddamn raffle tickets cost the same fucking price as what they're trying to raffle off? I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick, but goddamn, Joe. This is getting ridiculous. It was a dollar. It was a friggin' dollar, Dave. And now all of a sudden, they want $45 for a damn raffle ticket. I know we're hurting, but damn. I mean, I know. I, I mean, $45 ain't much for me, but it's like I, it was just for a, a damn – it's a Keurig. Okay, I get, you know, maybe an $80 coffee maker, but, but come on. Come on. Two tickets is like that you make your cost back, but you're supposed to – the idea is – you know, you're supposed to sell like a thousand of them, not just three. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I'm, it just it just really pissed me off, Dave. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I, I I know what you're talking about, man. Keurigs. Everybody's got one. What's the what's the deal with that? Yeah, I mean, and then you know what I saw? You know what I saw, Dave? People want there's a, there's a website. And they go, well, here, here's your chance. This is the biggest scam of all time. I, it might, it's, I'm not, it's not a real scam, but here, it sounds like one to me. I want to meet the people that win. I just want to meet one, one person that won one of these online charity donation contests. Where if you pay a thousand dollars in donations, you can have dinner with Post Malone. You can go and you can do such and such with. I, I want to see it. I just want to see it. That's all I'm saying. I think that's a reasonable request to make, man. Thank you, Dave. What do you got for us? So here's it kind of ties into Survivor Series. It, 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 it's more of a it's a shoot and shout, but it's kind of a question is at this point, you know, we're four years of war games we've had, right? 
and it's always in NXT. Why, why doesn't Survivor Series use war games to actually make Survivor Series remotely interesting? A- anybody got an answer to that? I, I mean, Undisputed Era, fine. But at four years in a row, Undisputed Era has been in this match. They don't need to be in it anymore. You want to make Survivor yeah. Series matter again? Then introduce frickin' war games to Survivor Series. Get the main roster guys. What are they? Are they too, uh, you know, too protected that they can't do a match like that? You're, and you're telling me that guys like Roman or Braun Strowman or Daniel Bryan or Drew McIntyre or Randy Orton wouldn't want to be in a war games match at this stage in their career? Anyway, that's that's my rant for the night. It's just like I don't get it. After four years, why have we not had? a war games match on the main roster. I understand keeping it in NXT because it makes it special, but come on, make Survivor Series matter again. You know what? That's wow. fair. That's fair, Dave. I like how you tied it all together. I do. I think you tied it together very nicely. What do you think, Joe? You almost think, yeah. I, you almost think I know what I was doing, right? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I think I think that's a fair assumption. I mean, you know, I, go, I come out here, you know, I do this show, Dave, with no notes. You know, I lie to people. I say, I'm just kidding. I have, like, a team that provides me notes. But, you know, I mean, still, you know, there's still the people that say I'm not prepared. But, I mean, that, that would have fooled anyone. I thought you would have prepared that for a week. <laughs> that was that was uh, maybe 20 minutes of thought earlier today. But that's about it. That's, a, that's, that's pretty damn impressive. That's impressive. And it made yeah, screw you, Sam Roberts. I'm I'm the last professional broadcaster. Sorry, go ahead. Guys. Damn right, damn right, Sam. Absolutely, <laughs> but man, and it makes a point. Like I would love to be able to to see war games at Survivor Series. I think that'd be freaking awesome, man. Yeah, I, bet, I mean, you figure what Elimination yeah. Chamber debuted there, so why not? Yeah, shoot, I, I'm. I miss the the old Survivor Series days, where like every match was uh, was the six on six the uh, tag team match. I thought that they, they, that those were absolutely amazing, and then they they started going away from from those, and now you you're lucky if you see two. So yeah, right. right. The well, best Mr. of the best. Yeah, who who cares? Yeah, right? yeah, and that's what. It, well, Dave, do you have anything left for us? I mean, I, I, I do. We have Mr. Big coming up, Joe. We do. We uh, uh not, that. not yet, but uh, we're gonna go on a on a on a little break, and after we get back, maybe we'll maybe uh, we'll, we'll Mr. Big will be ready to uh, come on to the show, and uh, it's gonna be absolutely amazing. Mr. Uncle, it has been absolutely amazing having you on. You are always a great person to have on. You're a great guest, great wrestling knowledge. Uh, can't wait to have you back back on again. Uh, Drake, is there anything you wanted to say to Mr. Unger before we let him go, sir? I just want to hear what the what the news is in Mr. Unger's world. One last time for the Wrestle Talk family, where we can find you on your social media, and and just once again, thank you. It was, it was a pleasure. Because I know that I, I know that you're a pretty busy guy. <laughs> yeah, the the coronavirus didn't slow down the uh, the work, that's for sure. But uh, you can uh, find me on social media at Attitude Ag on Twitter. That is uh, at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A G G. And on Facebook.com/slash Attitude of Aggression. You can also 
Check me out on uh, the Bandwagon Nerds podcast. The Twitter handle there is at Bandwagon Nerds. I know, real original, right? Uh, but that's where we cover all sorts of nerd-based culture like the Mandalorian and things like that. We've been doing that for a year now. So those are the best places to find me. And uh, please, give me a follow. Give me a shout-out. Ask me anything you want. I'm, I'm easy to reach. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Dave Unger. David, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much again. Anytime, guys. Thank you for having me back on. Thank you. I can't wait to have you on again. We, we're going to have some – I feel like in the next year we're going to have some pretty interesting wrestling news to talk about. I hope so. <laughs> Something other than uh, empty arenas. Right. right. <laughs> and, and some really nice-looking TVs that surround the stadium, right? But yes, neither here nor there. Like I said, man, it's been a pleasure, and uh, I can't wait to have you back on the show. Thanks, guys. Uh, completely appreciate it. Uh, look forward to talking to you soon, and stay safe out there. Yeah, no, All right, absolutely. man. Thanks for coming on. Peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Dave Unger. What we're going to do is we're going to go on, on a little break, and we're going to be back in three minutes with the Wrestle Talk Podcast.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back once again. Drake, Nightmare Jones, and I gotta say one thing, and that is in that is intern hardcore hoss. We love you, bro. We might give you a hard time, but we have nothing but love for you, bro. I know how frustrating that the boards are, so we got nothing but love for you. Would you not agree, Drake? Well, here's the thing. So when I say something, sometimes, you know, it's out of love because let me tell you guys something. Hardcore Hoss is better than all any other wrestling, any other show on, on whether it's <laughs> YouTube, podcast, uh, any, any of them, seriously, it, it, better than all of them. I mean, he does a phenomenal job. He works his ass off for us. So, you know, when I pick on him, it's a different thing. But if, if someone ever did try, I mean, that's just, that's a whole never ball game, Joe. I mean, you, you know how, how protective we are of our hardcore Hoss because he really does guys. He's the, he really is the backbone of, of, of Russell talk. He, he really is. He's the one who makes this all happen each and every, you know, Tuesday and, and with the, you know, FWWC as well. Right, Joe? Absolutely, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Well, Drake, it's time for our second guest of the uh, night. Man, this we we went from from Dave Unger to a man known as the manager of champions and champion of managers. You and this gentleman are going to get along very, very well, Drake. He is known for his three simple rules. Now, I don't know what these three simple rules are, but I'm sure that Mr. Big is going to tell us what these three simple rules are. This man has has worked with wrestling media through Internet and television. He's had a great deal of experiences in professional wrestling. It's our honor and pleasure to bring in the one, the only, Mr. Big. Right. Let's get this straight right from the beginning. I'm Mr. Big. I'm the manager of champions. I'm the champion of managers. And I got three simple rules. My first rule don't stick your nose where it don't belong. Especially if where it don't belong is in my business. Because if you stick your nose where it don't belong in my business, that's a problem which starts with a capital P, which rhymes with B, which stands for big, Mr. Big. My second rule, don't try to beat a man in his own game, especially if the man you're trying to beat in his own game is me. Because if you try to beat me at my own game, well, that's just trouble, which starts with a capital T, which rhymes with B, which stands for big. Mr. Big. And my third rule, don't bite the hand that feeds you, especially if the hand that feeds you is mine. Because if you bite the hand that feeds you, that's just plain disaster. What starts with a capital D, which rhymes with B, which stands for Big. Mr. Big. Get it? Got it? Wow. Good. That has to be one of the best intros that we've ever had. That was absolutely awesome. Mr. Big, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right today. How are you guys doing? 
You guys are you guys are the only broadcasters with four first names. <laughs> that's right. Between that's two, right. That's between two of you, right? Between two guys, you got four first names. That's but right. It's good to be on the show. It's good to be on the show. It really is, and I'm and I'm glad you played the intro because it's simple. It's simple. There's three things to remember, and that's it. Anything other than right. that, well, all's fair in love and war, you know. I mean, uh-huh. you step on my toes. Listen to me. You step on my toes. Don't worry about it. My 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 toes aren't going to be bothered. But those legs that you, those feet you stepped on, you might be missing them. So that's why I let people know ahead of time what to expect. I hear you. you. Dig? I totally Good. hear you, sir. And, and I'm sure that there have been multiple people that have ignored your three rules, and they felt the wrath for ignoring your three rules. What happens if somebody doesn't follow the three rules of Mr. Big? They suffer the consequences, which starts with a capital C, which rhymes with B, <laughs> which stands for Big, Mr. Big. Uh, you dig? Uh, I don't, I'm not going to tell people what I do and, and exactly how I do it. Because I want to maintain the element of surprise. I like things being new and fresh. And I like people to not be prepared for me. So if you, as long as you know what the rules are, and you maintain your proper distance from me, and you maintain your proper respect with me, and that's in the ring, out of the ring, out of the arena, in my private life, in my public life, I don't give a shit where you are. If you don't respect me and you don't show respect to me, that's mm-hmm. that's the start of a very bad, what I call a non-relationship. And people don't like that. You know, people like to have relationships with me. People like to be near me. Because the truth is, I'm always right in the middle of things. Always have been and always will be from the time I started Long before I got into wrestling, and, and and many years from now, I'll always be at the hub of things because I'm cool. Listen, I don't know what the modern day word for it is, but I'm cool. Okay, if if I was hanging out around with Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. and Peter Lawford, I would have been in the Rat Pack. But I was a little too young for that. But that's the kind of guy I am. You understand? So when you see me in the ring. Or if you see me in, in in our private lives, you know I'm the same guy. I'm one of the few mm-hmm. that is that is the man that he is. There were certain guys. Listen, there were certain guys who were like that over the years. Buddy Rogers was a king among men. Okay, Buddy Rogers had Ric Flair's jaw gaping open at the boards he brought into the bar. Rick Flair's sitting there with a friend of mine, and he, and he, and he gives him a nudge with the elbow, and he says, well, give the Lord this fucking guy. The guy had beauty queens draped on his arms like, like, like they were furs, okay, like they were wraps. He, this guy was dripping from that thing, that it, okay? That's me. On a different level, but that's me. In real life and in wrestling. A lot of ego for you guys to handle, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. It's, 
this is 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 turning out to be a absolute amazing, amazing, amazing uh, interview. So you're known around the world as the manager of champions and champion of managers. How did you get those those nicknames? Well, I've, I've managed champions, and and I, and I can give you a long list, but my my favorite guys were Jim Neidhart and King Kong Bundy and Jake Roberts and Vader and Sabu. I mean, these guys were were strictly professionals. And don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. I've worked with a lot of guys over the years, a lot of guys over the years, okay? But but these guys I, I managed, and I picked up guys who have that kind of talent now. Guys like the Galactic Warrior, and I think he's the intergalactic warrior, but he's the Galactic Warrior, Sam Shields. He'll be in, well, I'll tell you about it, February, we're doing a show in Atlantic City, New Jersey, at the Showboat Hotel and Casino. There's a quick plug. Colossal Championship Wrestling. They called me up. They said, Mr. Big, a couple of your guys would like to use a couple of your guys in the show. So they booked us. And you'll see guys like, you know, from New Evolution Wrestling, that's Sam Shields. He's going to work for Colossal Championship Wrestling. Uh, Sean Donovan, another Big man, another man we're working with in New Evolution Wrestling that I'm working with is also going to be working with Colossal Championship Wrestling. It's February 27th. This is the next event that I have a concern with. This is the next one I care about. Yeah, there are other wrestling shows between now and then, but there ain't going to be nothing like this breakout inaugural show of Colossal Championship Wrestling. February 27th, I'm telling you, boys, Atlantic City, New Jersey, at the Showboat Hotel and Casino. I don't have to tell you the address. You can take a bus there. I'll tell you how cheap it is for you guys who don't have any money just for the hmm. tickets. Get yourself on a charter, one of them little charter buses that go to Atlantic City, one that goes to the Showboat. You pay for the bus ride. You go take the bus ride. They give you tokens to go play slots if you want afterwards. Come see the show. All right? The whole idea is get there. Because you're going to see a lot of great stars. A lot of great stars. They well, can't let out the know, big uh-huh. names. Except for, except for uh, the Patriot. The Patriot's going to be mm-hmm. there. Alpha, okay. Alpha Junior. I'm talking about Samoan Storm. I'm talking about this is the caliber wrestlers you're going to have there. You're going to have guys like, like, like Sam Shields. Guys like Sean Donovan. You're going to have me there. Okay, And there's going to be a lot of other people there as well. If I had more time, you know, to plug everybody, I would. But plug in the show, I don't have to. Go on to Colossal Championship Wrestling on Facebook. You can go on to Big Mr. Big Pro Wrestling on Facebook. New Evolution Wrestling on Facebook. We even have a group, New Evolution Wrestling Group on Facebook. Go to all those places. There's plenty of posters for you to look at. Plenty of people for you to see who's going to be wrestling. And 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 then I think the twenty different faces on the four different posters. That's nothing. My face, anybody on there, nor is my name. You know why it doesn't have to be? Because it doesn't have to be. All people have to get is a, a little little birdie in their ear. Tell them, oh, Mr. Big is going to be the show. That means there's going to be some shenanigans. That means there's going to be some fun for everybody except for our opponents. So wow. that's, that's the next thing. And, then, and we don't want to forget about the big event. The big event 19 was put off from November it was pushed back to March. That was that was supposed to be the big event twenty. 
All right, so they canceled the the the, the, the other one, March sixth. It'll be at uh, I believe it's the LaGuardia Marriott. But if you go to the big event page on Facebook, again you'll be able to find the exact location. The big show is going to be there. We got New Evolution Wrestling has seven tables there, and we may have more. By the time I get done, we have, may have nine or ten. And soon I'm going to announce a big, big, big-ass surprise, one that is a first. And if you want me on again, well, and get me on again uh, when, you, when you see me post the thing about who the big surprise is going to be at the big event, and you want to have an exclusive with me, then you call me up and let me know. And I'll, and I'll mm. tell you all about it. Because all I'm going to do when the time is right is post the guy's picture and say, for the first time anywhere ever at a convention, and then the name and his picture. That's all I have to do. Matter of fact, I don't even put his name, just his picture. Wow. New, New Evolution did. Wrestling is the company that everybody wants to be. And I'm not knocking the other companies. There's a lot of companies out there that are doing great things. Titan Championship Wrestling is doing some real good things. It's got his Goddesses of War. And then there's the LTW with a few other initials. I don't even know what the hell they are. Colossal Championship Wrestling, new company. Okay, uh, NAWA. They're down in Florida. Uh, they'll be up in New York again soon. There's a lot of good stuff going on. USA Pro Wrestling. You know, I'm, I've been a <laughs> big member of that. That roster for many, many, many years. That that company's going to be done soon. They're taking 2021. They're doing a couple, of few shows in New York, doing Florida, and then that's it. So that's going to be their their big heyday. So you don't want to miss any of those shows in 2021. But February 27th and March 6th, those are two dates. Circle in in big, big, nice thick circle on those dates. So you don't forget. All right, what do you want to ask? What else you want to know? I may have that to do that. I, I don't live too far away from Atlantic City, so I may have to uh, uh, do that. And it would be great to be able to <coughs> see the Patriot again because, you know, me and the uh, uh, Patriot, you know, he was was one of the, the first matches, big matches, that I was actually able to referee. So, you know, that that's absolutely well, yeah. be a amazing, amazing show. So, I'm definitely going to have to check it out. Uh, Drake Lee, I know that you've been chomping at the bit. Why don't you come in here with whatever questions that you have, sir? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you were just so graciously taking all the, you know, you, you took it pretty good. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I think more people wanted Drake Lee to ask some questions because I, Mr. Big and I, I can tell have a, a very similar outlook on life, if you will. But, uh, you know, it's okay, Joe. I mean, you asked some good questions. So I appreciate nah, Drake, those. I, I want to hear you too. I want to know what you got to ask, right? Because your partner, he's very gracious, but he'll let me go on and on and on. And by the time we're done, he says nothing. And I've been talking all the time. I need somebody to give me some questions and things you want to know, so I can let the people out there know, you know, the answers to them. So I'm glad yeah. to hear your questions, Drake. Yeah, and and I thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I, and that means the world to me. I, and I'm looking through my notes here, and, and I'm looking through, and you have an encyclopedia of a resume, by the way, sir. I just wanted to throw that out there. And, and yeah, here, for, here's for an my old guy in the Indies, I do. And, and you, I'm reading through here, and you, uh, you had a 
you worked with Chris Candido. It says you had guidance from from wrestling greats. I'm looking at what what is the most to me. You're on the road 24 seven doing this. You're you're traveling. You're doing everything you can to uh, you know to make it. And, and sometimes you get told something that that's not um, it's not necessarily about wrestling. It's not necessarily about um, how to make it in the business. It's about just life, or it's about an outlook on something. Um, and, and it's not necessarily, it doesn't happen at the venue. It happens in the car or it happens, you know, at a, an IHOP what, or a Waffle House. What, uh, it, what's that, what was that one bit of advice that you got that really uh, changed your perspective on wrestling and the career that you had? Because, I, I'm, like I said, I'm looking through it, and, and God damn, that's impressive. Um, I think... I, I think I, I think I get what you're asking, but it, it's kind of a. I have, I have two answers for that. The thing that was that let me know I belonged in the business was when Chris said to me, uh, "Short story, very short. I come into the locker room for the very first time as a worker. Suffice to say, I'd been around wrestling for a long time, and I knew a lot of the guys in many of the shows personally." but never did it. I was busy doing other things. And I'm at a show, and guy gives me an opportunity to meet Paul Heyman. And I, I go to meet Paul Heyman backstage, except he's just screaming between him and Sid Vicious. So I said, I got the hell out of there. And I waited. Anyway, by the time I got to see him, he was all huffing and puffing, sent me to see Bubba Ray, and Bubba Ray was pissed that something had happened, and Taz was pissed. And, and by the time I got done, I realized I was going to get stretched. Now, for those of you who don't know what that means, and those, I would have got my ass kicked. Now, don't get me wrong. I would have held my own for a while, but two-on-one, and especially those two, no matter how good I am, there's a limit. You know what I mean? That's a different ballgame, yeah. Things. I, it's, gotta be honest about things. I've got to be honest about things. You know, it's one, but I wasn't planning on getting stretched. Okay, so I figured out another way of getting in. And anyway, suffice to say, now the first time I'm in the, the locker room as a worker, and Chris Candido's sitting there all by himself in the locker room. And this is at the original Elks Lodge, you know, the, the original one in, in, on Queens Boulevard. The right. old building with the balconies and that, that beautiful, I love that building. And, and I've been there hundreds of times over the years. Now I'm the first time actually in the locker room when I belong there. And I'm by myself and him. And I walk in, and here there's a guy now. I'm not going to tell you how old I was at the time, but I was one and a half times Chris Candido's age. Okay? I was one and a half times his age. But I walked in the locker room and said, Oh, hi, how you doing, Candido? Chris? Uh, I'm John. You know, shook his hand. Um, I said, uh, do I belong here? I meant, is this like the locker room for everybody or is this the locker room for you stars, you know? And he looked right up at me in my eyes. He says, brother, you don't belong anyplace else. Put your gear right here. And that's to me. That's it. And then he, I, he didn't have to say another word after that. I said, I knew I belonged because here's a guy who was one of my one of my heroes, I mean, he's younger than me, you know, true, but, but one of my heroes in wrestling. 
Um, and that, he just took me in like like nothing, not knowing nothing. He sized me up, I guess, looked at me, said, all right, big enough it. And that was it. Now, to continue with the story, I, I asked him, I'm going to go do something. I said, my gear is okay. Hey, brother, your gear, ain't safe. your gear is as safe as mine is. That's it. I didn't have to worry about a thing after that. Now, it's time for his match. I'm, I'm not going on until near the end. It's time for his match. He stands up. He looks at my hat. Now, you know that hat I wore in the very beginning was a red fedora. As red as red could be. If you look at him too long, you, got, you burn your eyes. But he looked at the hat. He looked at me. He looked at the hat. He looked at me, and he smiled. And I nodded. That was it. I didn't have to say a word. He picked up the hat. He put it on his head. He cocked it, kind of, you know, like a wise guy. And he pranced his way out to the ring wearing it. Wow. So Chris Candido got me over before I ever stepped out to the ring. He went into the ring with it. He didn't clown around with it. He did his, you know, his normal moonwalk that he does on the apron. Only this time he had a hat. And then he handed it to Sonny, who handed it to some, there was some, one of the security guys who brought it back. They treated it with respect. And then when I came out, they, they saw the hat, you understand? And this is the kind of crowd that knows these kind of things. So immediately there was an end. You understand that I was not regarded as just some schmuck that, you know, just appeared one day working for a company. So to me, that was, the, right. you know, the, the best day. Um, the the thing that let me know that I belong in this business, that I that I, without a question in my mind, in the locker room with Jim Neidhart, and he's talking about. I'm just listening, mind you. You understand? This is Jim Neidhart, Neidhart, and it's down in Florida. This is USA Pro Wrestling's first show down there. Pretty excited with Jim Neidhart with Mr. Big. Versus Norman Smiley, great match. Got it on film. It's on YouTube. It's on. It's all over the place. It's on my page. Right. Anyway, we're talking in the locker room, me and Jim, and I can't tell you who else was in the conversation, but there was a circle of a few of us in in this little circle here. And Jim is talking, and the other guys are talking. I'm not saying a word, but tra- he's trying to figure out a thing. I'm, again, doesn't matter what it was they were trying to figure out. You understand? not the point of the story, but they're discussing for at least 10 minutes this whole thing about what they're going to do, a certain thing, and, you know, and I'm just keeping my mouth shut, but I know what the answer is, but I don't say a word. You know why, right? Because right. who am I? Keep your mouth shut and let at them the time, At the time, who am I? I don't say a word. Now this goes on for another five minutes, and then Kevin Sullivan sticks his head, if he gets down, like kind of in a crouch, and he gets between me and Neidhart. And he looks up at me. And he goes, you know, they're going to be here another hour. And they still ain't going to get it. Suffice <laughs> to say, everybody fucking broke up. I mean, it was hysterical. That's when I took the time to chime in. And I said, Jim, let me just ask you a question. I know I don't know anything. I said, but I just, maybe this is right. I said, you're a power wrestler, right? much stronger than him. I mean, that's obvious, isn't it? Yeah. I go, why don't you just pick him up and sit him up on the ropes? Why don't you just, at that point, 
you know, if you have a, you know, having this happen, just pick them up and sit them on the ropes and then do what you got to do with them. And everybody starts laughing. Yes, he did. It just worked out that way. He said, because he says, if this happens, then what do you do? And if this happens, what do you do? You know what I mean? Got to think right. ahead of time. You're not, you know, you're not planning out the match with the guy. It's you know, with your own guys talking about it. And it was the funniest thing because when he gets to the ring, he looks at me and he says to me, "What was that thing again?" <laughs> and <I just> look <laughs> at that. You, during the match, he asked me twice, "What was that thing again?" I said, "Listen." If he has you to this, and I, I said it again, <laughs> just turn him around, sit him on the ropes, and punch him in the throat or punch him in the chest. That's freaking he, he awesome. He laughs here, but we had a great time. That that night was a terrific time. We Our timing together was perfect because I, I did whatever I could to emulate him and help him to get over. And it was that, to me, was one of the most fun nights. I mean, King Kong Bunny knocked him in the second row. That was also a fun night, but in a different way. Right? There was plenty of times where I worked with guys who were nothing, nobody, young kids. Guys were doing their third match in the business. Young guys, between the three of them, between, between the tag team, I weighed more than the tag team. All right? But I'm working with these kids because somebody's got to work with them to help. Did you just say you weighed more than the damn tag team? Hold on. I at the time, yeah, I weighed more than the tag team did. They were they were these cruiserweights, or I, well, there's nothing. We don't have anything in wrestling smaller than cruiserweights, but these were small guys, you know, mysterious sized guys. They were young kids. A couple of these kids are over six feet now, but you know, at wow. seventeen, eighteen years old, they're still growing. You know, right. they're young, they're skinny, they haven't they haven't eaten yet, they haven't beefed up, they haven't gotten into the weight room yet. All they know is the flipping and flying and you gotta stop that shit. Well we invented the triplex, which is a a, a suplex power bomb is really what it is. Three guys. One on mm. top of the other. The power bomb the power bombs at the top. Actually the the yeah, the suplexes at the top, the power bombs at the bottom. It's off the second wow, These these young these young guys listened and we invented that. And then a few weeks later, I start seeing the young, you know, the you know, like the uh, Michinoku or whatever his name was. You know, the guys from Three Count and the other guy, the Japanese guys, and all them huh? guys in the WWF. And all of a sudden, I start seeing them little guys doing it. So we knew we were on the right track. That's what's important. I'd say so. Well, here, here's here's another one for you because you know, I'm, the obvious question that I want to ask you, and and I know you've probably been asked this hundreds of thousands of times, but I think it's good for our audience to to hear this as well. That you've been in the business for so long and you've seen so many faces, but what is what is the business now currently? The younger guys, the the the, and I think you alluded to it um, a little bit with the flipping and 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 you know the the need to do eighty five thousand Canadian destroyers to start the match, but what, that was what uh, is, that was eighteen seventeen sixteen years ago seventeen years ago, eighteen you know what I mean? This this stuff that you're talking about is not just brand new. It's right. been going on for fifteen or plus years where guys want to do more and more and more to what they're talking about is they're working for the boys, meaning they're performing, but they're performing to impress the guys in the back, which is not the way 
you're supposed to wrestle. You wouldn't have a fight, a real fight in the street, would you? And and every time you hit the guy, hit the guy, right? You turn around and you pander to the crowd that's standing around you, watching you. They're there to watch you or him get killed. That's what the audience is there for. In any right. competition, in boxing, in mixed martial arts, in sumo, in anything, I don't mean literally get you know get killed, but you know what I mean. They they want a victor and they want a loser. That's what they want. Which which you want to be? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you want to get straight. You, so this business. I don't like to give I don't like to give away stuff, but let me put it this way. It's been going on forever where guys are trying to impress the guys in the back. Okay, or the mm-hmm. girls in the back, or their girlfriends, or their own friends in the audience. In the Indies, we at New Evolution Wrestling do our best to weed those guys out who just won't learn. Listen, I love a guy who's an acrobat or capable of being an acrobat. But I want a guy first who has dedication, who has loyalty to the business, who has some physical, you know, physical acumen. He's got a brain in his head, and that goes for women, too. It wants people that are re- ready to, to work, or guys and people that are in the business ready, I don't want it to be showboats. I want them to win the match. I want them to have the crowd either hating them or loving them, depending on if they're a bad guy or a good guy. But my job is to help the guy win the match. So I don't like flippy fly, you know, guys just flying around just for the sake of flying. You want to do that, join Cirque Soleil. You know what I mean? Cirque right. Soleil is the place for acrobatics. Climb the ropes, spin around, flip around. You want to do trapeze. You want to do a trap from a trapeze into a trampoline, into a, you know, a tightrope. I don't care. I don't want I, I don't want to wrestle with guys like that. But, it, but young guys, that's what they do. So you help them. You know what I mean? You help them to really don't do 20 of them, do two. Because right. the space between those two will be where you build up all the tension and everything else. Just like in music, wrestling is tension and release. Tension and release to a final release. Okay, so there has to be space between the notes. You can't just have a guy going, you know, just playing one, one note after another about the whole time. Same thing in wrestling. Wrestling is music. Yeah, you're damn, right. you're damn right. You're damn right. That to me, it's music. It's it's a dance. It's real. I don't care what people say. When you get in the ring and the guy punches you in the face, there's no way of faking a punch in the face. There's no way of right. faking by landing on his back at 40, 30 miles an hour, 25 yeah. miles an hour. You understand guys launching you from... A, a horizontal position a few feet above the canvas, and now the next thing you know, in a power bomb, let's say, or a suplex, you're now hitting the canvas at, at 50 miles an hour. Yeah, you're damn right. Don't you're damn right. Don't let a car go in that fast. So, if I real, I don't want to be part of it. Okay, so that's why when I mentioned the flippy flies, it was just because they were young kids and they were learning certain things, but they did come up with innovative moves. That I will say. The flying stuff, I didn't care. To do a uh, one guy doing a suplex, the other guy doing a power bomb, the other guy, you know, I mean, that, it took a little technique, and I like that. So that's why the young guys are good sometimes. They come up with innovative things, but then you got to refine them and teach them the right way to do it. So 
and they don't get yeah. killed, and they don't kill anybody else. Yeah, I can play that game. Joe, I could go on and on. I'm one of those guys that has tangential thinking, so I can well, you know, mm-hmm. have a conversation. and can keep going on and on in another direction. But I know you there's certain things you want to ask, so let me stop yapping and answer your questions a little more succinctly. Oh, hey, no, hell no, you're fine. Because here's the thing. We have the same type of personality, Mr. Big. I can tell that just from hearing you. You're, you're a very knowledgeable guy, and hell, I think that uh, any type of you know good, good content or any type of, of good question or good answer needs to have its time to develop just like a good match, right? So, hell, talk, yeah, exactly talk as much right. as you want. So a story Joe, to tell. you got to tell the story. Yeah, you're damn yeah. right. And, and Joe, Joe, I was going to ask you a question. Uh, I'm going to let you take it back here in a second, but I got one more I want to ask. Okay. Because this is this is pretty. This is one that I'm just kind of intrigued by because the last couple of days um, when I prepare for these, uh, my team has or they work very diligently. They they prepare me notes. They send me things and and I read them and. Uh, they come up with questions, but I threw them out this week because I wanted to come up with my own. And and, and here's the, the my question is this, and it, it's a simple one, but I I, I kind of I, if you could go um, a little bit more in depth with the answer because it's going to be a, a one a one answer a one word answer. And you've done it all, like okay. we talked about, in, in your res, in your wrestling career. And my 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 big question is the one that's kind of by the way, intriguing. By the way, the, I, 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 got, I don't I don't ever mean to correct you. But I, w- I don't want to give people the impression that I've done everything in pro wrestling. I have not done near everything. Remember, I'm an independent professional wrestler. That means I get paid, because that's the, what the word professional means. Every single time I work, I get paid. Big show, small show, no show, this show, that show. I don't care what it is, I get paid. So I'm a pro. But I have yet to work for ECW or WCW or WWF or WWE or any of those television companies. And I'm not going to cry about it and say, well, this is why that's why. I haven't, but maybe they need me to be in the business 20 years plus in order for them to be credible to them. Maybe I need 20 years worth of footage that people could pick at here, there, or, or at least stories that people could tell other people about over 20 years. Like I see many of the people who, they're overnight successes, but they've been wrestling in the Indies for 15 to 20 years before they're ever on TV. Some guys, yeah, they're in two or three years. They're in right away. You think what I'm saying? But I don't want to give people the impression I've done everything. I still have more stuff to do, even at my tender age. Well, it, right. oh, I'm sorry I interrupted, but I, I just wanted to make sure they knew that, that I'm not, you know... I, I'm the greatest thing since Betty White. See, because Betty White was around before sliced white bread. So sliced white bread is, is the second best thing since Betty White. I'm the first best thing since Betty White. All right, now go on with your question there. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You know, normally I, I kind of I get, you know, a little bit rattled. I, I, I held it in. You know, I, I get it. I, I totally understand it. But but here here, here it is. So you, you've – had many hats in the pro wrestling business, and, and what was the mo- from being a, you know an actual wrestler to, to booking to being a promoter to, to managing? What was the most fulfilling uh, for you? What was the one that that if you had your chance, if, if Vince McMahon or, or whoever called you and gave you that phone call and said you have, uh, we'll give you the choice of whatever you want to do. What would be your choice and why? Wow. 
holy cow, that's like a, it's like you just said, give me a Christmas list, but only, you know, one thing you could have, which is pretty good. That's pretty good. I wish Santa would bring me a, you know, one present like the one I'm about to say. If Vince McMahon gave me the call, because he would be the guy, obviously, you know, the other companies, yes, it would, but if Vince would give me a call and say, okay, you mean one match, one show, one night, be a little more specific for me, or, or, or tell me it's not specific. Because so, I would say, give me a lifetime contract, Vince. If you're being generalized, the first thing I say, Vince, you give me a shot, give me a lifetime contract. Let's face it, at my age, right. how long could it last? Right, and so, right, but, and so, but besides that, besides that, the next thing I would want to do would be to be one of his writers, but a performance writer. In other words, a guy that does the performance as a manager at ringside with two or three different wrestlers in the whole company. That's all, two or three different wrestlers, and occasionally take in, you know, some tag partners if it's a five-man Survivor Series or, you know, anything like that. And eventually have a five-man faction, five-man slash woman faction. That would be my dream job if they, if you give and, me that leeway. Yeah, and that's my question. With that, that I, I should have framed it better. Yeah, so Vince would have called you already and said, hey, whatever you want to do for life, you got it. And and, and that's, that's, to me, what I wanted to hear is, is this, and that that's interesting. And you, the, did you? This isn't a you know a, a knock or a jab at your answer at all. So don't take it that way because I know some people would. No, but I would. How much? Uh, how did you come up? Because you kind of had a a generalized idea that you wanted a woman with you guys, and you wanted to. Did this? Did is that something that you've always wanted to have, or what? what always wanted. Reasoning? Always wanted to have one. Like if I was going to have a faction. Meaning, like uh, you know, like certain certain ma- managers over the years had basically wrestlers that didn't really have factions. Guys like the Grand Wizard had three or four different wrestlers that he would manage. Five different wrestlers he would manage. He would work three matches a night in a two-hour show, or th- you know, a three-hour live show. Okay, so he didn't have a faction though per se. But Bobby Heenan had the Heenan family. Okay, uh, you know, certain managers had had. had larger factions. Paul Heyman had a, a faction. And certain guys only managed one or two guys. Certain guys had tag teams. Me, I always thought that I would be a manager that had a faction, a tag team, or later on I thought instead of two-man tag, a three-man you know, three team called a trio, a couple of singles wrestlers. So if I had a five-person or six-person, one of them would have to be a woman, maybe two. If it was six guys, if it was six wrestlers, two of them would have to be women, so they could do singles individually and a tag team together. Okay, and and the the other four would be men, which could be you know when you have a, a four man team or you know you have tag teams or you have singles or a trio, so you have the the room to use them depending on what the work is that's needed. You know, if it, if it calls for a trio match, then I got three guys. Who are who people will recognize that they belong together? But yes, the answer is I always wanted to manage a woman. I I picked up a a, a young lady. I don't mean I picked her up, but but I, I believe I'm going to be working with her with New Evolution Wrestling. Her name is Jenna oh, wow. Van Muscles. Jenna Van Muscles. If she's as strong as she looks, and I've seen footage of her, 
but I haven't tested her myself. You know what I mean? I haven't been up close and personal to have her wrestling with somebody right in front of my eyes. But if she's everything, if she's what she looks like, if she's the that package, she could be on TV with me managing her tomorrow. Matter of fact, there's a few in the, in the WWE. I would like to take over the career of Natalia. Because it's a shame, mm. you know, the positions they got her in. And what I would make her a champion. Women like her and Beth Phoenix, God, God those women should be undefeated. All they need yeah, the right guidance right. and the right management, and they would be undefeated from the time I took them over on, unless we got disqualified for some reason. Right. Right. The only way Mike Wrestle would lose is if we got disqualified. Oh, that's pretty confident right there, the Joe. Like I'll take one for the team. You got to remember that I'm another part of the team. I'm not in the right. ring. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean where I can't help. You understand? If my wrestler can't win, they're gonna they're gonna not win with dignity. That's perfect. That's See, that's I what I like to hear. That's good thinking. And seriously, that's you never the heard the L word, did you? You never no, heard the L word, did you? No, that's the that's the thinking of a winner, a true winner. Right. Right. That's exactly right. And yeah, I think women wrestlers can be great. This uh, mm-hmm. Lacey, was a better name, Lacey, the one in WWE, the, um, the Southern Belle, Lacey, who's yeah. a Marine. I yeah, like Lacey, her. Yeah. I just don't like. You know, there's a lot of women like that, and then there's women like you know that I can't stand. I won't go into their names, but suffice to say, Jennifer Muscles is a name you'll see in the future. Lady Tapa, okay, the MK Twins. These are all women we're using in New Evolution Wrestling. La Rosa Negra. These, huh? these are tough. These are tough broads. These are tough broads. Top notch wrestlers. Oh, so yeah. I'm all for women wrestlers. As long, as long as they wrestle and don't try to have a a slapping, hair-pulling, you know, insult match. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, I'm going to go ahead and step, step in. You you'd mentioned that, that that you worked with, with this one gentleman, and I have a story. When I was younger, I went to a house show, and King Kong Bundy was at this house show. And I was a little kid, and I was so afraid to go up to him and get his, his autograph. When I took his picture, I was as far away as I could possibly be. Uh, and I will always remember that. Uh, what kind of uh, stories do you have of working with King Kong Bundy? King Kong, Kong Bundy is really the consummate professional, or was the consummate professional. Mm-hmm. If he was booked for a show... He showed for that show. He's booked for the match. He wrestled the match. He always gave it his all. You never, you won't see one drop of film of him phoning it in. Ever. If it wasn't all 400 some odd pounds of him moving, okay, he wasn't there. You understand? If, If he showed up at the arena, you could bet your ass and you never have to worry about a place to sit. You could bet your ass that he was going to work and work hard and do his best to to impress, so to speak. Okay, and that's one thing i got to say about him. He never let up when he got to work. 
that I, I will say. And a funny guy. He always had guys around him. He was always telling jokes. He got mad at me once because he was in the middle of telling a joke, and I just stopped in the middle, and I asked a quick question of everybody, and then told him whatever the punchline was, and they all broke up, and I walked away. I broke up his joke, you know. So he got mad at me for that. But that was just temporary, you know. Listen, guys like that are great to work with. Right? They're great to work with. And we had I, I had one memorable match. I mean, I worked with him plenty of times at USA Pro. But uh, Johnny, was it Johnny Rons? You know, the show? Yeah, it must have been Johnny Rods' show up at Delhi. Johnny Rods in combination with Gino Caruso. And that was the one show that I remember that uh, spectacular match, Bundy versus Snooker, probably number mm-hmm. 2000. You know, Bundy had a program with Snooker over the years. But this was one for, for the ages. I mean, really, I abused Jimmy no end. I got him so mad he couldn't even look out at the crowd. Normally he'd look out, he'd smile, and, you know, dude, I love you. He was so mad he couldn't. He couldn't even turn around. But then when I was done talking, he came running, and I, I bailed out. Of, I got the hell out of the ring. Bundy wrestled him, okay? Uh, at one point, I got a chance to, to try to help, you know, Bundy. I underhooked Jimmy. I'm on the ring apron. The only time I got butted in, got up on the ring apron, I, Jimmy was, like, laying there dead. I grabbed him. Bundy comes running across the ring. Next thing I know, Jimmy ain't there anymore. It's just me and Bundy. So, you know, I wound up in the second row on some broad's lap. Gave her a kiss on the cheek after I finally got up. Told her boyfriend, yeah, she likes me. Oh, yeah, she likes me. He was ready to kill me, too. I run for the, I run back to the ring. You know, Bundy's got some problems with Jimmy, so I try to interfere. And suffice to say, I, I get in the ring. I wound up in the ring. I, I don't know how I wound up in the ring, truthfully. I didn't mean to be, but I wound up in the ring. Next thing I know, Bundy looks at Snooker and goes, well, you can't see it, but he gave me, you know, the, ah, get out of here. You know, that big wave like the, like as if like he was chopping the air. And he went, ah, yeah, and, he, and he walks out of the ring. And I'm in the ring with Snooker. <laughs> Suffice to say, I got the headbutt after him torturing me for a good 30 seconds, just holding me and not letting me go and putting his head up against mine and telling me, you're going to get it, you're going to get it. And I'm going, let me get out of here. Finally, he wow. gave me the, the, the headbutt of all time. I went up. I was. I was. I think I was out. I think I was. He goes. The next thing I know, I'm laying on the canvas. I know I was laying flat on my back. But the next thing I see, you know, you see the lights. They're all bright above your head when you're laying there like that. Even you're like I'm like almost knocked out. And the next thing I see is there's no more light. It's like a big shadow. And the next thing I feel is like 225 or 240 pounds, whatever he weighed, times whatever the, the multiple is for the gravity and for the rate of speed he was traveling. But he hit, all of him hit me. All right? And that was it. I had no more air left in me. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't see. I could nothing. I, 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 so I don't know how I rolled out of the ring and got back. I got the hell out of there. I think I must have laid outside the ring until after he left. Great night. Wow. That's Great night. You know why? Because Bundy didn't Bundy didn't lose. Bundy didn't lose. He didn't win, but he didn't lose. That's wow. the way I look at it. That was uh, that was absolutely amazing. Um, so the last thing that that we like to do before we end this, this uh, interview is we have a thing called the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. It's 
where you're going to be going up against Drake Lee in a little bit of professional wrestling trivia. Is okay. Mr. Big Let's hope I willing, remember. Yeah. Uh, is Mr. Big willing to do the Wrestle Talk podcast against Drake Lee tonight? That's the number sure, one question. Sure, of course. I, I go and listen. Why not? Awesome. I'm here. Awesome. What else I got to do? All right. In Hardcore Hots, if you could please play the... Uh, Game Show Challenge Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Our contestants are the manager of champions and the champion of managers, Mr. Big and I can't believe I'm going to say this, the best dressed announcer in professional wrestling history, the thoroughbred of lust and the self-complained cornerstone of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Backbone. Backbone, B A C K B O N E, backbone. That's what they call the me, Joe. Backbone of the Russia Talk podcast, Drake Lee. In a few moments, I will ask you three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know your answer to the question, just shout out your answer. In honor of tonight's guest, our Russia Talk podcast game show is titled Bright Lights, Big City. I will give you three information about three professional wrestlers who all hail from New York. When you think you know I'm talking about, just shout out your answer. The first person to win two falls will win tonight's contest. So I'll give you some some clues, and you just shout out your answer, and if you you ever get it right, get the point. Pretty simple, right? Yep. All right. Uh, Mr. Big, are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Right, and this is a Drake New York Lee. wrestler. Okay. Yeah, right. Drake Lee, are you ready, I, sir? You know what? I, I think I am. I, I just wanted to real quickly, um, even though they haven't done it to me, like Renee never said this to me, Jeremy's never said this to me, no one has. But, Mr. Big, good luck, and I hope you do well. Good luck mm. to you too, kid. <laughs> All right, question number one. This wrestler is a 2014 member of the TNA Wrestling Hall of Fame. During his career, this man has had singles and tag team championships in ECW, WWE, TNA, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and Ring of Honor. In addition to being a regular host on Busted Open Radio, Fully Ray. this man is... Fully Ray is correct. Bully Ray is correct. Uh, so I believe that that was Drake Lee that got that one correct. If I'm uh, he not got, he got that. The, the, the thing that fooled me was the was the uh, the Buster Open Radio because I don't think I've heard it yet. Yeah. Okay. So Drake Lee has won. Mister Big still is not on the board, but you still have plenty of chances, Mister Big. You still got plenty of chances. Okay. okay. Question number two: This wrestler is a native New Yorker 
trained by the unpredictable Johnny Rod. This man has held ECW television tag team champions and world heavyweight championship. He's a former WWF tag team and hardcore champion. And if you're not lucky, he's going Devon to make Dudley. Nope, it's not Devon Dudley. Devon? He is... It's not Devon. Okay. Yeah, he is going to make you tap out with a move called the Taz Mission. Oh, Taz. Oh, Taz. Taz is correct. I'm looking at the uh, 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 records, and it looks like uh, Mr. Big, you got that one first. So we are at a tie. Yeah. One to one. Uh oh. As, as soon as I said Devon, I think I thought I thought I thought you wouldn't put Bubba Ray right after Devon. I mean Devon right after Bubba Ray. <laughs> Realize my mistake. Right? <laughs> Question number three. Right. This, this is the 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 last one. So this professional wrestler is hailed from from New York, Winnipeg, Canada, and Calgary. Over the course of his 30 years in professional wrestling, he has held championships. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is correct. The, Mr. Big has won the Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge. Unbelievable. Also, you can play his music, sir. DJ yeah. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the field, everybody and they stay there, and they stay there, and they stay there. All right, congratulations, Mr. Big. You are the winner of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show. Can I just challenge. say something? Can I just say sure. something? Go okay, ahead, Mr. Jay. Big. I, I, Mr. Big, I'm not trying to discourage your win here at all. You know, I'm a very fair person, actually, probably like the most fair. But they, they, I had, I think the problem is right whenever the third question was going, um, my microphone got muted. It said in the studio, so I don't know. Um, I don't. It's not on your end. I think there's something brewing here. Uh, you know what I think? You know what I think? Wow. Wow. <laughs> you lost, kid. You lost. I thought okay. I, I thought you had a shot. I thought you had a shot. And well, you lost. What can I say? Take it graciously. Yeah, you know, nothing but humble there. But you know what? You're right, you know? Uh, okay, thank you. <laughs> Anything funny, else? Admit, that's funny. Oh yeah, no, it's gold. Yeah, no, a, a plus. It has been a absolute pleasure. So, uh, one, there is a couple of things we need to do before we let you go. That is, plug any any wrestling shows that you got going on again. You know, plug your shows again. Let the fans know how they can get in touch with Mr. Big, and promise that you can come back onto the podcast at some time in the future. Well, first, I will promise to be back on the podcast. You know, when uh, Chris Craven, when you were interviewing him, I called in to help, you know, help my boy get over, you know, because he's a hardworking young man. All right? And I appreciate that you guys uh, had me on the show tonight. I want to plug this, the Colossal Championship Wrestling on February 27th. It will be a daytime show. It's a Saturday show. 
But the pleasure is, since it's in Atlantic City and a lot of our fans are coming from Brooklyn and Queens and Manhattan and the Bronx, they'll be able to get the show is going to start about 3.30 in the afternoon. Okay, and there's plenty of ways to get there. You can get a shuttle bus and practically cost you nothing and you get your, your money back in tokens to play at the casino after. Um, March the 6th, we'll be at the big event, 19. Okay, look it up on Facebook. Look up Colossal, uh, excuse me, Colossal Championship Wrestling on Facebook, both pages. You'll be able to get updates on people who are going to be at the big event. The big show will be there. Plenty of other names. Gene Snisky, um, James, Cowboy James Storm will be there. Zicky Dice. Zicky Dice, my man, just got married, just moved, uh, moved, moved back to the East Coast. He's going to be making his debut in New York. Um, we've got Neil Muertes will be there. Uh, uh, Lady Tapa, like I said, La Rosa Negra, the MK Twins, and more surprises. And I'll have a big surprise for you guys soon uh, for the big event. Um, if you see, like I said, you, you, you look for new evolution wrestling, and you'll recognize it because you'll see Rob Saint's picture there, the picture of the belts. Scroll down, you'll see we've got plenty of videos, plenty of pictures, plenty of posters for the upcoming show. Um, and as we do more things, I'll post them on new evolution wrestling page in the new evolution wrestling group on the Mr. Big pro wrestling page on Facebook. I even have a page called Gina Snipsky, G E N A S N I P S K Y. That's uh, for my, my uh, coworker, Gene Snipsky. Okay. He's a funny character. So I decided to make a page one day goofing on him. And uh, I worked against him countless times. And uh, I tell you, it's always been safe. Thank God. And he's a professional's professional. I'm working with a lot of great guys, Sam Shields, Sean Donovan. I'll be working soon with, with Jenna Van Muscles. Um, my friend Gino Caruso is doing plenty of shows in New Jersey. So if you get a chance to see, you know, the ECPW shows, they're always fun. You know, not expensive, usually close by, and uh, we're family friendly. Okay, but New Evolution Wrestling, Colossal Championship Wrestling, we're the companies to really follow. That's it for my plugs. All right, Rochelle, well, it has been an absolute pleasure. Drakely, is there anything that you want to say to Mr. Big before we let him go for the night? I do. I just want to very, uh, oh God, what's the, hum, humbly, if you will, um, concede the game show trivia challenge. Um, <laughs> we don't have proof that it was muted, uh, there's good, but you know what, you won, and you did a great job, it was a pleasure talking to you, and uh, I look forward to hearing about everything you have going on in the next couple of months, the next years, and I uh, look forward to having you back on the show. Hey, listen, we look forward to you guys seeing us, okay, and we always listen to you guys, we appreciate the work you do, the fans appreciate it, keep it up, keep up the good work, and uh, I'll be back when I have more to talk about. Sounds like a plan. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure, you, gentlemen. Sir. My pleasure. Have a great night, guys. Stay healthy. You too. Man. Well, Joe. Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. What a great, great, great episode, sir. Man, Drakely, it has been an absolute amazing episode. One of 
was your favorite part about the episode tonight? What was your favorite part? You know, Joe, my favorite part was I know a lot of people are already thinking that I'm going to say me talking, um, which is true, but not necessarily my absolute favorite. My absolute favorite part was getting to do this with you. Seriously, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. Don't tell Renee this, uh, guys. You got to keep this secret for me. Um, I think I think I kind of I, I, Joe. I like you a little bit more than Renee. You know, but shut up. Don't you? No, I'm just kidding. Renee's great, but Joe, it was a pleasure. That was my favorite part was doing it with you. Uh, first time we did a great job. We're gonna do more yeah. great jobs. And you know what? I'm tired of this goddamn video not working right. My, I have a mansion, and I don't have proper equipment to play and, and showcase that mansion and play video. That's sad. That's a sad thing, Joe. We tried. We tried. But you know what? There's always next week. Absolutely. There's always next week. My favorite part of tonight was obviously working with you, sir, and, uh, you know, being able to talk to to Dave Unger again, who's always a pleasure to have on, and Mr. Big coming on. It was a great, great episode. We got more coming for you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it for the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Hardcore Haas, leave us with something funky. <laughs>